This is Dr. Benny Tate, and I would like to thank you for tuning in to this week's message at Rock Springs Church. Wherever you are, I hope this message encourages you and helps you grow in your walk with God. Here's this week's message from Rock Springs Church. Matthew chapter 24, look what verse 1 says. It says, And Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came to him to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said unto them, See ye not all these things? Verily I say unto you, There shall not be left one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately. And they said, tell us when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of the coming, of thy coming, and the end of the world? What's the sign of your coming, Lord? When is this world as we know it going to end? Let's pray. God, I bow my head and my heart in your presence. I pray you help me, Lord. I pray you help me today. I, I, I need your help, God. I need your help to deliver this message. I cannot. You never said I could. You can. You always said you would. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. But more than I pray for anything, I pray for that man, woman, boy, girl who doesn't know you as personal Savior, that today they'd come to know you. And God, for all you do, we glorify you and we pray this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. I want to talk to you about the signs of the end given by Jesus. The signs of the end given by Jesus. Now, in Matthew chapter 24, verse 2, Jesus told his disciples, he said this, this, this temple that's so wonderful, Herod's temple that was originally Solomon's temple, but this temple that is so wonderful it's going to be destroyed. And it was. 1.1 million Jews died. And it literally became a Roman, Jerusalem became a Roman city. Jesus said to them, guys, with all the massiveness, with all the antiquity, with everything about this temple, I just want you to know, it's going to be destroyed. And 37 years later, it was. 37 years later, it was destroyed just like Jesus said. And then verse 3 takes place. Verse 3 of the text says that he sat on the Mount of Olives. That's the highest point in Israel. It's the point, the Mount of Olives, ladies and gentlemen, that's the point that Jesus ascended to heaven from. That's the place, the Mount of Olives, that Jesus is literally coming back to. The Bible says he sat upon the Mount of Olives and he, they asked him, when is this going to happen? And what is going to be the sign of thy coming? And when is going to be the end of the world? Now I want you to get this. In Matthew 24 verse 33, Matthew 24 verse 33, it says, so likewise, when you shall see all these things, you know that it is near. Look here. He said, I want you to see the signs, but you can't see the signs 
if you don't know what the signs are. You can't see the signs, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know what the signs are. Now keep in mind, in 33 AD, Jesus told the disciples, in 37 years, this temple is gonna be destroyed. He didn't say specifically 37 years, but it was destroyed in 70 AD. Now here's what's amazing. When it was destroyed, Thomas, Matthew, and John were still alive. They saw it happen right before their very eyes. Don't you know, they started reviewing the signs that Jesus gave. <laughs> Don't you know when they saw that temple being destroyed, they said, by the way, Jesus said this was going to happen, and he told us some signs that we ought to look for. And when we see all these signs in conglomerates, when they're all taking place at the same time, we know the end is near. It's nigh at the door. You say, Pastor, what are the signs? Let me give them to you right quickly. Sign number one that Jesus gave is the sign of deception. The sign of deception. Now, keep in mind, the disciples said, Jesus, what are the signs of your coming? What are the signs of the end of the world? He didn't rebuke them. He didn't say you shouldn't look, don't look for a sign. He didn't say any of that. He said, you've asked, and I'm going to give you the signs. And sign number one is in Matthew 24, verses 4 and 5. And Jesus answered and said unto them, take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying I am the Christ, and shall deceive many. I want you to understand, folks, the number one tool of the enemy always has been and always will be deception. The number one tool, if we go back to the very beginning in Genesis chapter 3, verse 13, look what it says. And the Lord God said unto the woman, what is, what is this you have done? And the woman said, look, the serpent deceived me and I ate. The very first person, Adam and Eve, the serpent deceived me. We go to the end of the Bible in Revelation 20.10. And the devil that deceived them. I want you to understand, from the beginning until the end, the number one tool of the devil is deception. You go to Genesis chapter 2. And you look at verse 16 and 17. It says, And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat, for in the day thou eatest thereof thou shalt die. Now wait, that's pretty clear, folks. That tree, don't eat of that tree, <laughs> because when you eat of that tree, you're going to die. Now wait. The devil comes to Eve in Genesis 3.1, and look what he did. And the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said. Is that really what he said? Get this, folks. I, I, you got to understand, the tool of the devil 
is deception. And he wants to deceive people by getting people to question God's word. He's still using the same tactic. He's leading people, persuading people to question God's word. July 2022, 20% of Americans said, only 20% of Americans said they believe the Bible is the word of God. Only 20%. The fastest growing religion in the world is the Muslim faith. And by the way, the Muslim faith and the Christian faith is not a sister faith. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus is not a good way to heaven. He's not a better way to heaven. He's not the best way to heaven. Jesus is the only way to heaven. He's the only way to heaven. 50 years ago, 90% of Americans said they were Christian. In just a few years, that will shrink to below 50%. The sign, Jesus said deception will be all around you. The sign of deception. But Jesus said, let me give you another sign. It's the sign of war. It's the sign of war. Look what verse 6 says. And you shall hear of wars and rumors of war. We've got a war that's been going on right now for better than a year. He said, Pastor Benny, is the war Russia in Ukraine? Vladimir Putin, is it, a, is it a prelude to what's going to happen? Well, let's let the Bible speak for itself. In Ezekiel chapter 38, you've got to understand if you, I don't have time to deal with all of it, but in Ezekiel chapter 37 is the prophecy of the restoration of the land of Israel. If you read Ezekiel chapter 37, it's the prophecy of the dry bones living again. And those dry bones represent Israel and Israel being restored as a nation. And it was in 1948. But then we get to Ezekiel chapter 38 verse 2. It says, Son of man, set thy face against Gog. Gog represents a prince. Gog represents a leader. Set thy face against Gog, against the land of Magog. You say, Pastor, where was the land of Magog? That's the land around the Black Sea, occupied, occupied by Russia. And look what it, go back to the verse. Son of man, set thy face against Gog, the land of Magog, the chief prince. That word chief, that word chief in the Hebrew is the Hebrew word rosh, which is the root word for Russia. The chief prince of Meshach, which is the Hebrew word for Moscow, and Tubal which is a large city in Russia, and prophesy against him. Now, we've got this, this Russian army, <laughs> this Russian army that's going to build a conglomerate. And look who he's going to build the conglomerates with as we jump down to verse 5. Persia. <laughs> you say, well, that, what about Persia, Pastor Benny? Well, you've got to understand, in 1935, Persia became Iran. So the Bible says that during the first part of the tribulation, Russia and Iran will form a conglomerate with other nations and come against Israel. 
So what Vladimir Putin is doing right now certainly is a prelude, certainly is a prelude to what's going to happen. You said, Pastor Benny, the, the, the Bible is more current than, than the news, isn't it? Oh, yes, it is. Because look what CNN recently reported. <laughs> Exclusive. Iran is seeking Russia's help to bolster its nuclear program. U.S. intel officials believe. The U.S. intel officials have figured this out. They could figure out everything that's going to happen. If they'll just go to God's word, ladies and gentlemen. If they'll just go to God's word. You say, Pastor, this is going to take place in the tribulation period. What's actually going to happen? These nations will turn on Israel and God will intervene. And 82% of their armies will be destroyed. And it will literally take Seven months just to bury the dead that are going to die in that war. So you got to understand, nine nations today, when World War II took place, two nations had nuclear weapons. Today, nine nations have nuclear weapons. The warhead on one nuclear submarine is seven times more destructive than the atomic bombs that were dropped during World War II. Does the Bible prophesy Nuclear war, 500 years before Christ, ladies and gentlemen. Zechariah chapter 14, verse 12 says this. This shall be the plague wherewith the Lord will smite all the people that have fought against Jerusalem. Look at this. Their flesh shall consume away while they stand upon their feet. And their eyes shall consume away in their holes. And their tongue shall consume away in their mouth. He said, Pastor, what's it a prophecy of? It's a prophecy of nuclear war. A prophecy of nuclear war. The disciples said, give us the signs. He said, I give you the sign. I give you the sign of deception. That's why I say to you folks, don't you look for a miracle. You look for the message. Don't you look for a miracle. Don't you look for a personality. You look for the message. and Make sure it's the message of Jesus and Jesus only. He said there's a third sign. It's in verse 7. He said the sign of famines. The sign of famines. Verse 7 of the text says, Nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines. Is hunger increasing? Do you realize, folks, while this war is going on between Russia and the Ukraine, the, the war that's taking place, they produce 30%, 30% of the world's supply of grain. 30%. That's why you can go to a grocery store and the shelves will be bare. Do you realize that 25,000 people die each day of hunger? 25,000 people die each day of hunger. 10,000 children die each day of hunger. One out of seven people in our world is suffering from hunger. He said, you'll look around. I'll tell you what will be happening. He said, there'll be deception all around you. He said, I'll tell you what will be happening. There'll be wars and there'll be rumors of wars. He said, I'll tell you what will all be happening around you. There'll be the sign of famines. But he said, there'll be a fourth sign. There'll be a sign of pestilences. There'll be a sign of, of diseases. There'll be signs of, of, of diseases that's literally taking the lives of people. A few years ago, we encountered something that we had never encountered. 
we encountered something called COVID-19. Encountered something called COVID-19. A doctor sat in my office and looked at me. He said, Pastor Benny, I don't know what's going on. But he said, I do know this. When I'm putting them on the bin, I'm not getting them off. We really don't know what to do. When I'm putting them on the vent, Pastor Benny, we're not getting them off. Better than six million people literally died. He said, when you see all these things, they're happening together. They won't just be happening. They'll be, they'll be happening in conglomerates. There'll be famine. There'll be war. There'll be pestilences. But he said, Pastor, there'll be something else. And I say to you, there'll be the sign of earthquakes. There'll be the sign of earthquakes. You say, well, Pastor, there have always been earthquakes. Well, let me, let, me, let me give you some documented facts. There were 115 earthquakes in the 15th century. 115 earthquakes in the 15th century. But over 3,000 in the 20th century. The sign of earthquakes. Recently, we had the earthquakes in Turkey that took better than 40,000 lives. Better than 40,000 people Still searching, still searching for, for life to determine how many died because of the earthquakes that took place in Turkey. He said, when you see all these things happening together, but he said, let me give you another sign that you can look for right before my return. He said, that's the sign of persecution. Look what verse 9 says. They should deliver you up to be afflicted, and they'll kill you, and you'll be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And let me tell you something, folks. If you stand for something, everybody's not going to pat you on the back. When you please God, it doesn't matter who you don't please. But if you don't please God, it doesn't matter who you do please. Somebody said, well, everybody speaks well of that man. Jesus said, woe unto the man that everybody speaks well of. Jesus said, you better be leery of that person that everybody speaks well of. Because if you stand for something, everybody's not going to speak well of you. He said there'll be persecution. 5,600 Christians were murdered because of their faith last year. 6,000 Christians were imprisoned because of their faith last year. 40,000 Christians were kidnapped because of their faith last year. 5,000 churches were destroyed last year because preaching the message of Jesus Christ. In Afghanistan, if you're in Afghanistan and you say, I'm a Christian, you have two choices. You can either flee the country or be killed. He said, when you see all these things happening around you, he said, there's a, there's a seventh sign. It's the sign of sin. It's in verse 12. And because iniquity shall abound. He said, when all these things are happening and, and, and you see an iniquity abounding. Folks, let, let me just, let's, let's just let the Bible be the Bible. Let's just read what was written 2,000 years ago today, 2,000 years ago, and you form your opinion if this is the day we're living in, 2 Timothy. Keep in mind, not written yesterday, but 2,000 years ago. This know also that in the last days, perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of them own selves. Covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, 
disobedient to parents. I never thought I'd live in a day where the children would tell the parents what they're going to do. I'm not going to church today. I thought she was the dad. I thought she was the mother. Disobedient to parents, unthankful. Not written last week, written 2,000 years ago, I, I remind you. Unholy, without natural affection. Truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, without self-control, fierce despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Pastor, we'll get back to church, but we just got a lot of things we got going. Right now, travel ball's going on. We'll see you in the fall. Good preaching, Benny! Lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away. Ladies and gentlemen, listen. That was written 2,000 years ago. He said there'll be, a, look, there'll be an increase. There'll be an increase in sin. Look, 30% of internet content is Pornography. 30% of internet content literally is pornography. We've got sex trafficking. The average entry age is 12 years old for young girls. 300 men a day in Atlanta, Georgia will have relations with 12-year-old girls. You tell me sin is not abounded when a woman in America is raped every 48 seconds. When we're, we, I, I'm a part of a denomination and I'm not pushing denominations in any way. I'm pushing Jesus. But, but people are reaching out to our denomination and saying, we want to become a part of your denomination. Why do you want to become a part of our denomination? Because you still believe that men in the ministry ought to be married to women. You still believe that men shouldn't be married to men and stand behind the sacred desk. Federal government says we need in our curriculum, we need in our curriculum gender studies. Come up real closely. It's, the data's proven. If you can get a child to question their gender, 50% of them will become transgender. We don't need our schools teaching gender. We need our schools teaching young boys are men, young girls are girls. That's what we need to teach. Let, 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 let me give you another sign. I've got to move. It's the sign of Israel. It's the sign of Israel. It's in verse 32. Jesus said there's another sign. He said, now learn the parable of the fig tree. When his branches yet tender and put forth her leaves, you know that summer is nigh. Hosea 9 and 10 tells us that that fig tree represents Israel. It represents the rebirth of Israel. And in 1948... 
Israel became a nation again. You got to understand something, folks. From Adam to Abraham was 1948 years. Abraham was the first Jew. Hold my Bible while I shout. Listen, get this. From Adam to Abraham was 1948 years. The Jewish nation started because of a covenant with Abraham after the AD calendar. Israel became a nation, glory be to God, in 1948. Now get this. Zechariah 2 and 8 says, if you touch Israel, you touch the, you touch the apple of my eye. Psalms 121 verse 4 says, he that watcheth over Israel neither slumbers nor does he sleep. Now you got to realize, when God gave Israel the land, according to Genesis 15 verse 18, it was from the Nile to the Euphrates. In Joshua 1 and 4, it was from the Euphrates to the Mediterranean Sea. When God first gave them the land, it was Israel, Lebanon, the West Bank, portions of Syria, Iraq, and Saudi Arabia. That's what God gave them. That's what God gave them. This is presently what they have. You see what God gave them, the boundaries and you see what they have. But in Amos chapter nine, verse 15, God said, they'll never be uprooted again. They'll, 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 they'll never be uprooted again. And in 1967, when the nations tried to annihilate them, God intervened. And in 1973, the Yom Kippur War, when they tried to be annihilated, God intervened because 55 times the Bible says once they're back in the land, they'll be back in the land forever. And they're not occupiers, they're owners of the land because God gave the land to Israel. Now I'm going to offend some of you political people, but listen to me closely. In October, October the 30th, 1991, George Bush Sr. promoted the Madrid Peace Conference. He said, we need to divide the land of Israel with the Palestinians for peace. The next day, out of the North Atlantic, a storm traveling east to west, and storms don't travel east to west, they travel west to east. A storm arose, and it came up that coast, and it hit Kitty Bunkport, Maine, and one of the houses that was destroyed was the home of George Bush Sr. He, he tried again on August the 23rd, 1992, and Hurricane Andrew hits Florida. In 1998, January the 21st, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu comes to Washington, D.C. President Bill Clinton is very cold toward him. He and the Secretary of State refused to have lunch with Benjamin Netanyahu. That day, the Monica Lewinsky scandal broke. <laughs> December the 12th, 1998, President Bill Clinton goes to Israel, encouraging Israel to give the land, their land to the Palestinians. That afternoon, the vote happens to impeach him. George W. Bush pressed Israel to give up the Gaza Strip. The day it happens, 
Hurricane Katrina hits. May the 20th, 2011, President Obama says to Israel, you need to return to the pre-1967 borders, which gives back 40% of the land mass which they took. And if they did, has, they have no way to protect themselves. That day in Joplin, Missouri, the single deadliest tornadoes ever hit. What did he say? When you look around and you see all these signs happening at the same time, you know it's nigh at the door. Let, 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 let me give you one more. It's the sign of blood moons. It's the sign of blood moons. I don't know that I've ever noticed this, but in Genesis chapter 1, look what it says. It says, and God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night. Well, what are the lights? It's the sun, it's the moon, and the stars. Look, and let them be signs. God said, there'll be signs in the sky. And Acts 2.20 says this. The sun shall be turned into darkness, wait, and the moon into blood. What is that, preacher? It's a total lunar eclipse. It's when the earth's shadow completely covers the moon, and the light from the sun passes through, and it makes it red. I wish I had more time to elaborate because it's such a good study. But when did the last one happen? On November the 8th. 2022 was the last blood moon. He said, when you see signs in the sun, when you see signs in the sky. Pastor, what do you say to us? You've given us nine signs. When we see these signs, what are we supposed to do? Luke 21 and 28 says this. He says, when you see these things, <laughs> oh God, what, what do you say to us? He says, I'll tell you what, when you see these things, you look up. You lift up your head because your redemption draws now. Matthew 24, 27, get this, guys. For the lightning cometh out of the east and shineth unto the west, so shall the coming of the Son of Man be. Oh, get this, folks. The lightning don't come out of the east and shine to the west. Remember, the storm comes out of the west, west, and it shines to the east. But on rare occasions, the lightning does come out of the east and shine to the west. But when the lightning comes out of the east and shines to the west, that's always an indicator that the storm is over. Ladies and gentlemen, when Jesus comes back for the child of God, the storms of this life are over. Let's stand to our feet. Let's stand to our feet. We're standing all over the house. You said, Pastor, what are you saying? Here's what I'm saying. <laughs> You're saying, Pastor, we just got to look at the signs. No, I believe we're this close. <laughs> I believe we're this close. We don't need to look so much for the signs. We need to just listen for the shout because I think it's nigh. I think it's nigh. It's nigh at the door. Thank you for joining us for this week's message from Rock Springs Church. If you would like more information about Rock Springs, be sure to follow us on social media or connect with us at rockspringsonline.com. Join us right here next week for another message from Rock Springs Church.